Hey, aloha everybody. Michael here with the Pakalolo Show. Aloha. Got some great guests today. Got Zach from California and Kenneth from Colorado. And they're both growers. And we're going to learn a little bit about growing today. California growing and Colorado growing. So Zach. Introduce yourself, tell me a little bit about you, and uh, let me know what's up with the growing world out there in California. Why on your Maui? Yeah, so my name is Zach Ruiz. Uh, I'm from Sonoma County, Northern California area. Um, growing has always been like a generational thing. I like to say it's like more of a cultural thing. With your family? Your family? Yeah, oh, we're cool. about third generation. Wee! And then... So now we do, um, you know, with all the legalization, everything else that's happened, you know, like I was saying, the um, the lifestyle is gone. The idea of still growing and still, like, being able to produce medicine is still available, but there's no money in it anymore. So now I'm in Maui. Oh, so you, got, you guys uh, had a lot of acreage over there. Did you grow outside? Did you grow inside? How did, how did, it, all, how did it all start? Uh, I actually have 40 acres. Well, that's quite a bit. Yeah, with the well. That's a and, lot. With the well and everything else, it's in redwood country, so we had to, you know, clear cut some redwoods uh-huh. and then replant some redwoods. Um, so and you grew, uh, you guys grew C- THC and CBD. Yes, oh. at that point in time, it was more strictly THC, and CBD was more of a, like a hobby mm-hmm. or something that you just kind of mess with to try and cure somebody that had an ailment, I guess. And and how long ago was that? How long ago did you guys start with your family and everything? Like. 20 years, 30 years ago? I started when I was 11 years old. I wasn't allowed to actually, like, touch THC, but I was able to prune the plants until there was THC on the plant. Wow, so <laughs> you grew up with your mama and dad in the industry. And my mom, yeah, in the industry. Wow, and was her mom and dad in the industry also? Yeah, they're generational too. Wow, that goes way back then. Yeah. So you got some California roots. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Good old hillbillies. Uh, so... Just give me a little bit of idea on what kind of po- we call Pacalolo here. What do you guys call it in California? <laughs> Bud. Bud. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the word here is Pacalolo. <laughs> grass. I like to call it grass. I still like that term. Ah, <laughs> uh, good, good, good. And um, so you guys sold it legally or illegally, or both? Um, it was <laughs> kind of at a certain point. It was both because you couldn't actually sell to dispensaries. What you could do is you could donate. And the donation, then the dispensary would donate money back to ah, you. Ah, yes. So if you got the dispensary that you wanted to work for, that would be a, a whole different story. Now at the legalization, now we have to go through metric and OSHA and everything else. And, you know, track and trace, Waymaster. Oh, very. All this, all this really, like, rigorous, you very know. Very regulated. Very stuff. regulated. Yeah, no. exactly. And uh, I think we talked about a little bit earlier, a lot of the big corporation, corporations are coming in. Philip Morris, you know, Monsanto. Um, They're getting into it, huh? All the wineries, Kendall Jackson, stuff like that. Um, there's a bunch of wineries that are now involved and a bunch of other companies that are now involved. A lot of Southern California people who just have money have gotten involved too. Mm-hmm. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the people that own, you know, there's 15 permits in Humboldt. And the Humboldt's right, we have one of the 15. And the lady that owns the permit right now on the farm that we're at she's a lawyer from new york that owns a law firm so you know she's uh-huh. out of state too so now we're just the farmers forum <laughs> we don't oh, actually we don't actually man. own anything anymore you know like yeah. and um i got a note passed to me today that uh, a county called salinas is growing like some super duper stuff have you heard about that 
I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Is Salinas... that just another county in the area? Or yeah, the... I'm, I'm sure they got something going on. I'm sure that their legislation is super hard, and, it's, and they have to go through a bunch more hoops because it's hard to even get your permitting. I think, uh-huh. from what I understand, I think it's $3 million. Wow. I think in Hawaii it was like a million dollars. Yeah, it was yeah, a million. Is that about what it was kind of? Mm-hmm. Um, so all the smaller farmers are getting kind of like squeezed out. So you guys are kind of doing your own thing now. You're, you're, you're a consultant now to help people grow because uh, you can have 10 plants here on Maui. For me, it's always been medicinal. It's always been medicine. Like oh, even awesome. if it was, even if it was ten, if it was five, if it was you know hundred, two thousand, whatever you're doing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's always medicinal. So either way, if you can bring medicine to people that grows in the ground, you know I'm a farmer first. So if I can bring medicine to people that grows in the ground, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, that's beautiful. And and THC and CBD, we're talking about this earlier, are the same plant. But like a molecule is a little bit different in one to create that THC part of it. They look the same. They actually, I think you even told me you can smoke CBD. You can. I mean, I don't know what the, the health benefits if they really add up if you smoke it. I think it's mostly like an ingestible kind of thing. But CBD and THC are same plants, but we've like hybrid plants down to be like you can get like a twenty-five one, so a twenty-five CBD to a 1% THC. And, and I think the legal uh, number is 3%? Well, the legal number can be whatever it is. The legal, like if you wanna like sell at a certain point, you need a certain amount of milligrams, right? Right, right. But I'm saying there can only be so much THC in CBD products. Because like here you can buy CBD anywhere, but there's, I don't think, very much THC in it. I mean, that would just be like the regulation that Hawaii has. I mean, I I, right. I don't know, because California, you can get like a 90 times. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. It's totally different here. It's totally different. Yeah, you know, me and my mom, we'd get the, um, we'd get the uh, lemon bars, and we'd uh, race to see who could eat it the fastest and then go to sleep first. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah. so, wow, so you can get some heavy stuff out there, yeah. Now, um, Kenneth is from or Colorado. And um, is in the CBD business also. So you're a grower also. Yes. Uh, do you guys kind of um, use the same nutrition? Nutrition? I'd say probably say? not. Ah, why do you say that? Because uh, it's like he's saying. He's been doing this for generations. I'm sure he's gotten passed down the techniques and stuff. I'm sure we use a lot of the same techniques. I mean, because a lot of it came from Northern California. Oh. I mean, they were the they were the the giant in the industry forever. Oh, that's right. And Before anything went legal, it was always Northern California weed. That's I would right. probably say about 80% of what people were smoking in America, if it was bomb weed, it probably came from the Emerald Triangle. Uh-huh. Or somebody's basement. You know, and you and never then know. what happened was Colorado went green, green, that you can grow, and the Californias migrated. Well, the legislation, I think, with Colorado, when they first wrote the bill, it was pretty lenient where a small-time farmer could actually produce something and like on their mm-hmm. farm and then Washington and then Oregon came around and their legislation was super lenient and then they looked at California and they like went as strict as possible wow. right off the bat strictest then, huh? so they, they went really light and then they kind of moderated back they to did. Like they did yeah I'm thinking like Hawaii like did the same thing California did they were like oh let's just make it real difficult in the beginning <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's expensive, too, to get into Real business, expensive. Which is crazy. And the, uh, <laughs> actually, the dispensary has to do their own growing and making their own edibles You know, but everything. this is America. Me and this dude should be able to get a license, and we should be able to have a grow here, too, on Maui, and not have to be a million.
billionaire to do it. Because in all in honesty, oh, yeah. we could probably do it better. Yeah, that's cool. Have your own little brand, your own your own Pacalolo brand or whatever. You know, but they only allowed two licenses. Yeah. I was talking to a guy on the Big Island today. He said there's the two licenses they got there. One of the dispensary already has three dispensaries open, and the other one's getting ready to open its second dispensary. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what's going on in Maui? But I also understand, like, from the Hawaiian perspective, like, it would be as if a Southern California guy came to Northern California and started to build a business. Yeah. And, like... On, on my end, like, that's why I do consultation, because I'm trying to get out of commercial. I don't want to do commercial anymore. I don't want to be a clip guy. Right. I like my feet in the soil and, like, working with the dirt. And so I'd rather be, you know, I'd, I'd rather stick to, you know, just consultation out here than having my own grow. And I think also in, in terms of people, like, just in terms of business, I mean, consultation is really a pretty cool gig. No, it no, really no, is. When you do consultation, <laughs> you, you uh, get seeds for them. If they need seeds or uh, they get their seeds and you help them with the kind of dirt that you need, I'm sure it's organic being that you have. Basically, it's the, they'd have to get their own seeds because because of federal airspace and whatever else kind of happens mm-hmm. and USPS and everything else like that. So they get their own seeds. What we what I would do is I would set up, you know, depending upon if they want to use salt-based nutrients versus like nutrient teas and going all organic versus mm-hmm. not going organic, whatever else they're trying to do, I would just steer them in a direction to, you know, help them. Proliferate. And, and, and um, Zach, you can help people because a lot of us now are getting medical cards and we're allowed to grow 10 plants. So is that something that you would work with somebody with that has 10 plants? Yeah, we've already been kind of doing that for some of the friends and people that we meet. We do, you know, me and my girlfriend, me and my fiance, we do uh, landscaping. And so we meet a lot of people that have their own grows and we just like look at their plants. We'll be like, okay, like that's a nutrient burn. Oh, this yeah. is what you need to fix our powder mildew or boitritis or... Anything else like that, you know, you can look at it and you can tell them right away while they're kind of wondering or they're looking at the Bible or whatever else, you know, and they're trying to figure out what's kind of going on. Now, you guys talked about something a little bit earlier that I caught about certain chemicals that they use for growing. You got to be extra careful and your both your friends had experience of get, catching on fire. Uh, you're talking about the BHL? Yeah, it's the yeah. BHL. So what is that first? I don't even know what that is. What is that? So it's basically you uh, you take a cylinder, whether it's glass or metal or different types of metal, and you fill it up and you pack it full of pot, cannabis, whatever. Uh-huh. And basically what they're doing is they're running uh, liquid butane through it. And all it takes is a little spark and just boom. And why are they doing that? Do they smoke it then? Or yeah, it's a hash. And it's, oh. it's also the THC will unbind. with the, It either binds with fat or it can actually... Uh, get like unbound from the plant with like super cold so you can use dry ice to make hash or whatever too but if they mm-hmm. just put this BHO this butane down in a pipe it'll just send this like ice cold liquid down and it'll all come out there uh, and then you cook the gas out of it and that's where people blow themselves up because they're not understanding that if you have your pilot light in your stove or if you have your socks on on the carpet or if you put a roof on your shed, all of a sudden, like, you know, it's... Wow. Buddy walks in with a cigarette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, so um, stay away from that stuff for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. actually a felony, and I don't know if it is in California, but in Colorado, it's a felony to run it now. Uh, I like the old yeah. school, too, you know, just rolling up, or what's going really big now is the oils, and, and they call it the vape, right? 
That is awesome. But the problem with that, too, is that now that that's caught on, a lot of people are getting their cartridges from, like, you know, um, Chinese-made or really cheap-made cartridges. With with THC in it already or just the cartridge? Just the glass on the outside or the actual, like, lithium battery might be, like, really cheaply made. So if you're sitting there and you're chiefing on, you know, an e-cigarette, it might blow up, you know. Or you might get popcorn lung. Or, you you know, I honestly, on the, the... we make the oils for this, for that, for the cartridges and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never thought that vaporizing something into your lungs could ever be healthy. I understand this, like yeah. smoke, like carb, like you know, get, inhaling smoke is also probably not healthy. But I think liquid in your lungs to me equals pneumonia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you, how do you <laughs> feel about that, Kenneth? On that, um, I just feel like they need to. Uh, I feel like they need to stop cutting them with all these crazy cuts and getting greedy. And you know, that's basically uh, the ones people are getting sick on. Because I mean, if you put straight distillate and like five percent terpenes and no MCT oil, mm-hmm. no uh, propylene or glycol, I can never say that word. But uh, I mean, they're putting all kinds of crazy shit in this uh, mixtures. And I mean, you could basically get anything really if you don't know who you're getting it from. Now, is that also on a package, too? Not allowed, sir. Not allowed that language. I forgot. Explicit language. Um, so, uh, do they put that on the packaging also, uh, what is actually in there? No. No, because you're giving away a secret. Ah, <laughs> uh, because like in, uh, with the health department regulating everything like they do in Hawaii, you have to have the ingredients from uh, most to uh, littlest on there, and you got to tell people what's in it. With the packaging on the CBD, on all, on all, like food and beverage, food and, and beverage, kind of yes, but like they don't have the they don't have the ingredients on a pack of cigarettes. So why are they have the ingredients well, on the pack of? Well, that's probably what they should probably do. Is yeah, get, but the guys that, that run the guys that are that. running this now are the cigarette guys. The oh, guys that are actually like with the money and the guys that actually have the big grows. Where I, at least where I'm from, I don't mm-hmm. know. I can't speak on Colorado, but where I'm from. Those guys are the guys that are running legislation, illegalese, to actually make this thing work in their favor. They do make them put uh, all their nutrients they're using now and all the flour and everything. It's kind of ridiculous, but yeah, they're not putting. But they're not putting everything on there. I don't believe because I mean I've seen some of the labels and I know they're using more than that. You know, but they got to put the base what they're using in their nutrients for sure. And you can't use any pesticides. Every batch has to be tested for pesticides and powdery mildews, molds, mildews. And if it fails, they uh, pretty much destroy it and take everything. So it's R&D, which is parts per billion. So they look uh, at your, then, you know, a lot of times you have to give them like 50 pounds. Commercially, you have to give them 50 pounds. And they go through 50 pounds. And if there's anything parts per billion that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Off the shelf or you out. Burn it. Burn it up. Well, you can't sell it. So that's part of the reason why the black market is now, in California at least, is like really proliferating or whatever and not really like getting big is because all these people are going through these hoops and then they're getting shut down they're going through these hoops they're getting shut down they're paying all this money into whatever else they're doing and then you know and then they can't pass Mm R&D so then what are they going to do with all this product that's worth thousands and thousands of dollars and somebody's going to like it and it's still medicine yeah well, that, um, and I'm glad, I'm glad you keep saying it's still medicine because um, I think it was Arnold Schwarzenegger is for it because he says it's just a plant. It is. Definitely. <laughs> That's all it is. I know. It's an amazing plant, isn't it? Just, it is. It's... I mean, and, and I think it affects everybody a little bit different also. Mm-hmm. You know, right now the CBD and the turmeric is a bit, very big thing right now. They're adding the two together, and it's really healing people mm-hmm. big time. So I, I used to make um, a cure for, like, colon cancer 
um, and um, Crohn's, mm -hmm. and it was just a rosin press, and I'd cold press or hot press my, you know, my grass and stuff like that. But then I'd add chia seeds and I'd add cold press um, orange peel. Oh, and make your own. Batch. And make my own like little, you know, little pills, I guess. Yeah. And I'd, I'd give them to my buddies that would have colon cancer and that would have certain like ailments and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you know, growing CBD versus THC, depending upon like how much pain you're in, you can add whatever you want to it. So if you get a really high indica and you put that in that pill with a little bit of CBD and a little bit of orange peel and a little bit mm -hmm. of chia seed, you know, it's a beneficial thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hurting you. It's not going to, you know, it's not like taking a bunch of big pharma pills. Now, um, when you do some consulting, you can help people grow CBD plants also because then they would have the... Uh, basically boil them down and make oil out of it and, or edibles I can the problem with CBD that I have found is that um, if you're look if you're looking for just health reasons and you're just mm -hmm. trying to grow it for yourself for your health mm -hmm. then that's totally cool if you're trying to grow it to make money off of CBD it's really really difficult you know because it's, it doesn't it doesn't have giant colas first oh, of all so much competition out there on that also already so a lot of the guys, if you, we, we did CBD, all CBD last year. We grew about maybe 3,000 plants last year. And, um, and how, they get just as tall as uh, THC plants? Sure, yeah, they get just as tall. If you, and how, if you how make tall? Because he showed me one. Ken showed me one. It was like 20 feet tall next to his dad. We do 8 to 15. We put them in big geo pots, and we do uh -huh. 8 to 15, but we have them all spread out around. You know, mm -hmm. like our canopy size is pretty big. Um, but it's, it's hard to do CBD. Nowadays, people come up with a big trailer and they load all your plants on a tarp and they take it in this freezer truck and then they mix it down and they give you $135 a pound. And so all is your that, hard work that, and your nutrients... Is that what's going for? $135 a pound in California when you were growing? 500 to 130 I would say. Maybe maybe more if you have it hand trimmed, but it's hard to pay trimmers to hand trim little tiny nugs. I, I, that's exactly what you said last week. <laughs> yeah, no, it's no fun. No, it's terrible. <laughs> but like he's saying too, he's like, and that's not a good price, is what he's saying. I mean, they spend all summer long. You know, they're out there working. You know, all, hard all summer long to have somebody pull up in you know in a trailer and say, uh, "Here's a check for probably about half of what I should be giving you." You know, it's kind of it's kind of eighth. You can, yeah, exactly. You, you kind of lose a little uh, passion, yeah. you know, at that point. You know, like, that, he, you that, know, he's saying he's been doing it for three generations, and then people just come in. I met a lot of people up in uh, Humboldt and Mendocino up there in Northern California, mm -hmm. and they did. They had, uh, I mean, they'd be 14 years old and master growers already. They know pretty much everything from start to finish, mm -hmm. you know, and just to see these people come in like Philip Morris and some of these bigger companies, and, you know, they're kicking him out of his own... Uh, his own land, you know, so, pretty much. So, Zach, who did, who did you sell to? Somebody that had a natural license that needed it, that, that turned it into bags of marijuana or tea, or uh, tinctures or what? How, who, who, bought, who was your customer? Who bought? Back in the day or like today to this uh, point with uh, all the Back in the day and, and then now today. I mean, back in the back in the day, it was a free for all. So oh. it was every it was wild west. It was everybody for everybody. <laughs> That's you know? exactly what Ken said. And so you know, <laughs> at that point, it was it was you know it was really fun. And uh -huh. now, nowadays, you know, I'm not on that side because I don't want to be a guy with a clipboard. Like I said, I like my feet in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. And, it's nice um, touching the soil every now and then, you know? It is. It humbles you. Yeah, it really does. And we take something from nothing, really, and turn to something beautiful and amazing. Yeah, it is. You know, it feels nice. And like, this, like uh, you know, I've spoke in the lobby, and the, the huge thing that I've found is that if I grow tomatoes or 
lettuce or cucumbers or anything else you can grow out here mm -hmm. in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And Hawaii is so amazing for growing any kind of veggie. But you feed it the same nutrients that you feed, that we feed grass, mm -hmm. and it comes out incredible. <laughs> well, I, that's right. You just had an experience with that with a tomato plant. That yeah. Grew. How long? How high did that tomato? It's like about three months. It's about ten feet high. Ten feet high. So still <laughs> cruising. It's <laughs> a big tomato plant. How many tomatoes <laughs> you get off that? Oh, it's it's just dropping. To, that's part of the problem. Is that it's just dropping tomatoes. So eventually, it starts smelling like you know vinegar wow. a little bit. That's funny. My my uh, <laughs> brother in law is a farmer in upstate New York. And it's this real rich black dirt, mm -hmm. and and the wave just came in, in the last year. They tested it last last year, and then this year, uh, tons of farmers went growing CBD. Mm -hmm. But the soil was so old, swamp, black, thick, good stuff. Too much TC got into it somehow. How does how does that happen? It's just too rich, and the TCC THC volume goes up in it. No, I think he probably got the wrong cut. I think that's what uh, he probably got. He probably, you know, a lot of these, like, okay, so you're talking about displaced people, and you're talking about people in California, probably in Oregon now that big, big people come in, I mean, in Colorado and Oregon, Washington. So a lot of people take shortcuts, mm -hmm. and they do, like, little sneaky moves to still make money, you yeah. know? And that's probably what happened, is that somebody gave him a cut that he told him it was straight CBD, but you can't know Unless you're doing yeah, F1, unless yeah. you're doing like F1, like feminized seeds, you really can't know mm -hmm. what you're getting. And unless you're getting your seeds from a reputable dispensary or a reputable like seed farmer, right? you can't know what you're actually getting until you grow it. And then from there, then you can take the best one and then clone that one and mm -hmm. then you have all the good stuff. But it's going to take, you know, two years. And, and how much is about a pound of THC uh, Pacalolo versus a pound of CBD? Same. Uh, Four forty-eight. Same, same, same price. They're getting. Oh, the dollar. price! I thought right. you meant like how much, like in yeah. weight. I'm oh like, no, 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 no. <laughs> price-wise, price-wise, if you're growing CBD for a pound versus. Uh, it's it's just depends on what you're kind of doing because you know you can't really do you can't really put them in the same category and I think you have to just it's just about finding the right person that has like the right heart in it and is is doing it medicinally. They might pay you more because mm -hmm. they have an, they have a passion for it. You know, it's not really just like some rich person's hobby. Mm -hmm. It's more like they're actually involved, they're actually understanding that this is like something that could benefit and could destroy Big Pharma. You know, and that's the reason why we're here, right? Monsanto is now patenting strains. Wow. So now if you grow a strain, you have to pat, you have to pay Monsanto to even grow that strain. Because yeah, they're they're just... probably crappy strains anyways. <laughs> Definitely. That's what people don't understand, so man. So imagine a mango that you had to pay somebody if you even grew a mango. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Hey, you guys, I'm going to do a couple of public service announcements, and then we're going to come back with some uh, Pacalolo 420 news. And I uh, really appreciate you guys coming in, and we'll talk story a little bit more. I think next we're going to talk about uh, maybe some show and tell and some edibles. Akaku Maui Community Media is throwing a party, and you are invited. On November 9th at 2.30, we encourage you to join us for our sixth Walk of Heroes. We will immortalize in cement the hand and footprints of four of Maui Nui's favorite heroes. Kehalehi Rachel, Lucien Dunay, Uncle Filippo Solatorio, and Hannah Bernard. The comedian Andy Bumatai will serve as master of ceremonies. There will be 
live music from Kaina Country and surprise musical guests. And Akaku Youth Media with Kids will be roaming the crowd, mingling and interviewing our special guests. Here is the best part. The event is free and open to everyone. Saturday, November 9th at 2.30, live on Channel 55 or come join the party at 333 Derry Road in Kaolui. Mahalo! Funding for KAKU 88.5 FM is provided by sponsors like Valley Isle Marine Center with sales and services on boats, parts, and more in the Maui boating community. Located at 1976 Wells Street at the corner of Wells and Market in Wailuku, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, call 808-244-2000 or visit their website at www.valleyislemarinecenter.com. Mahalo for supporting KAKU Voice of Maui. Aloha, this is Bill Best inviting you to join me for my show on KAKU 88.5 FM. It's off the record, and I have a chance to speak with some of the most interesting people on and off the island. So be sure to listen in every Tuesday and Thursday from 11 until noon here on KAKU, the voice of Maui, 88.5 FM. The 50s, the 60s, the 70s. Hi, this is Steve Summers welcoming you aboard the Oldies Time Machine right here on KAKU. Enjoy special features like the Diner Tune, the Motown Memory, the Doo-Wopper, and the Elvis Moment. Come on! Spend an hour inside the Oldies Time Machine Sunday mornings at 1 and 10 a.m. right here on the Voice of Maui, KAKU. Pakalolo show with a couple great guests and uh, I think it's going to be time for the 420 Pakalolo news. We got a nice special guest here, Mr. CT with the news. CT, what you got going for us today on the Pakalolo news? We got a good little harmonica for you. Some intro. Aloha. <laughs> Welcome to the Pakalolo 420 News. Here's a quick and easy guide to marijuana edibles. Number one, edibles includes food or drinks, lozenges, tinctures, candies, or mints infused with cannabis flour or concentrates. Number two, the benefits to edibles. You feel the effects without having to smoke or vape compared to other methods. Edibles usually provide a longer duration of effects. Number three, the challenges. There's a timing or delayed onset. Since edibles or drinks are absorbed through the digestive system and metabolized through the liver, you may feel the effects within minutes, but they will most likely peak within an hour and then taper off at about two hours. Number four, slang. This includes space cakes, firecrackers, or funny brownies, and traditional Indian cannabis-infused drinks are called Lossy. Number five, marijuana-infused butter or oil. This is the most common way for consumers to make their own edibles. Note, the process is time-consuming but worth it. Number six is tincture. This is a liquid cannabis extract. Tinctures can be flavored and are usually placed under the tongue with a dropper. They can also be mixed into a drink or a glass of water. Number seven, crystalline. 
the purest form of cannabis concentrate. It includes a single ca cannabinoid. It can be sprinkled on food or blended with ingredients. Number eight, find your dose. Potency is indicated by the milligram amount of cannabinoids per serving and in the full package. For a beginner, try one to five milligrams. The best practice is tincture. It's easily dosed in a precise manner. If you have some experience, five to 10 milligrams will work well. The best practice, baked goods or Pakololo candy bars for an all body high and relaxation. If you have lots of experience, 10 milligrams or more. The best practice is capsules, a long-lasting, highly concentrated method, or one half of a Pakalolo candy bar. Before you choose, remember, the right dose varies between people. Everyone's internal footprint is different. Number 10, listen to your body. Don't overdo it. Small start, start small, add gradually, consume at a measured pace. If you don't feel any effects right away, don't take more. Wait. Keep in mind that it can take up to an hour to take effect. Edibles are absorbed through the digestive system, which results in a delayed onset. Number 11, tracking how you feel the first time will help you later on. Number 12, can I wash my Pacalolo candy bar down with a beer? Well, it's not recommended to mix cannabis and alcohol, and if you are on medications, check with your doctor before mixing in cannabis. Number 13, my best friend's sister made pot brownies. What should I do? Eat them. <laughs> you should proceed with great caution. You have no idea about the ingredients amount or, or the dosage. Start slow and low. What if I take too much? Your body could react. Nausea, dizziness, stop, drop, and roll into your bed. Breathe deeply. Drink water and sleep it off. It will wear off eventually. Take it from emergency doctors. They tend to simply watch over patients until the effects wear off. Hey, that's the Pakalolo 420 News for today. Aloha. CT, thank you for the Pakalolo News and the edibles. I smoke two joints in time of peace and two in time of war. I smoke two joints before I smoke two joints and then I smoke two more. Pacalolo show here with my good friend Zach and Kenneth. Have you guys done edibles before? And how was it? <laughs> Definitely. Do you like edibles or do you like smoking or how, how, what's your uh, choice of way in Zach? I ingest so much weed. I don't know. Um, through smoking <laughs> or through edibles. Do, do you I, smoke every day? Yeah. Okay. Do you, uh, Kenneth, smoke every day? Of course. <laughs> CT, do you? <laughs> No, once a week. Oh, he's a once a weeker. I, I, think, I think that's what I am, once a weeker. I wake up with like two joints, usually. Oh, so that song is so your song. And then I go, yeah, and then I get probably throughout the day, you know. I it's America's new cup of coffee. It's great. Oh. So, uh, but on edibles, though, it's a, it's a different feeling. Do you feel, how do you feel when you eat an edible? It depends. I mean, like he said, you know, know your limits and stuff. So if you find an edible that you like and you find your little dosage and you can play scientist with it, then you might as well just figure it out. And, mm -hmm. you know, eventually you'll find like the perfect, you know, micro dose is a great. What, what makes you feel good and just right. Yeah. Because I did have that brownie experience that he read in the news and I couldn't get off the couch and it was not fun. 
So my mom made Alfredo sauce with butter once, and I was like, man, it's my mom's. It's not going to be very good. Like, <laughs> she, you know, she doesn't know what she's doing. And I put the whole thing in this Alfredo sauce, and I ate the whole thing, and I was out for like a day and a half, you know, probably. Wow. Like, uh, so I was very much like gone. Know your, know your dose, mom. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, she makes potent stuff. And how about you, Ken? Do you, uh, uh, I'd say the strongest like... one. Well, I worked for an edibles company for a while, so I was pretty much the guinea pig, you know. Oh, oh really? So, I mean, one time we made this, uh, it was uh, pulled pork sandwiches. So my boss brought his big smoker in. He had about 20 pork butts out there. And he threw, I'd say about, it was about... 30 grams of uh, wax hash into there, uh-huh. into one bottle, you know, it wasn't a very <laughs> big bottle. The magic sauce. It was a lot. He put a lot in there. But, I mean, it was only supposed to be meant as, as a little slider. But me, I went next door to the little market and got me and the other trimmers some big buns. <laughs> and it happened to be lunchtime. So, I mean, it was already mixed in with the, the meat and stuff. So you're just supposed to put it on there and eat it. Well, me and this other dude, we grabbed the bottle of sauce and we put a little more sauce on top. <laughs> it was a big mistake. Uh, I was, uh, I'd say all weekend, I couldn't get, my, Lost I couldn't get myself yeah, together. Lost a little so, money there, too, because that's a slowdown. Right? Oh, you know it, dude. <laughs> you know it. That. You so know it. It really goes in your whole body for a while. It's kind of yeah. like a body high. Oh, yeah. You can be we've, down for, yeah, hours, days. We've done Thanksgiving where everything on the tables is cool. with cannabis. Wow. So I, I mean, you don't overdo you know. it like what, what he's talking about. everybody just, just laugh the rest of the day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sit around, watch TV. I always do, uh, I call them pumpkin pot pies for Christmas and Thanksgiving. <laughs> little miniature uh, pumpkin pies. Oh, nice. Pumpkin pot pies. Pumpkin pot pie. Pumpkin pie. Pie. Like a ring to it. Might yeah. Have to, have to wrap that up. Yeah. You know it. It's huh. still good for you. Even yeah. if you're getting high, it's still good for you. But you prefer uh, just smoke two joints be, be, then rather than e- eat uh, some edibles, so, right? Just convenience-wise, I mean, I'm not... I, I could sit around and make a bunch of butter and, you know, mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. my edibles and whatever else. But, like, you know, I'm, it can roll a joint in, like, a, a minute. So I might as well if just that, right? do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, so I might as well just do that. Well, when I uh, tried edibles... Um, I got very creative. I got more writing done. I um, the gym felt a lot better. Yeah, it could just be the strain uh, though. Bought in soccer. I mean, it was a lot of other benefits to it than just feeling good or no, kind of no pain that kind of way. I think it uh, makes your mind a little bit more focused, a little bit also. It's also you know a, it's a good um, like muscle relaxant. You know, like yes, you have yes, like yes. really crazy, you know, pains and stuff like that. I mean, even the coconut, I mean, even if you do like the coconut oil butter and stuff, if you just rub that coconut oil butter on your skin when someone somewhere that ails you or whatever, if you do it right, it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna relax and, that pain. And Zach, is that with THC and CBD <clears throat> in it mixed? Whatever or? you want. That's the cool thing. It's just a, it, like oh, the so thing the, is we're the, we're science like in a minor way or like farmer scientists. So it, it's just like. Figure out what works for you, and uh-huh. then keep rolling. So they both kind of have the same effect, and I think. Well, uh, yeah, Ken it, wants to get into. What well, it used to be, uh, it used to be like one or two ways you could ingest pot. You know, there was old school, you know, Mor- Moroccan hash back in your guys' day. You had flour, and then you had everybody would make some brownies every now and then. I mean, everybody just makes brownies, brownies, brownies. Now you can put it in anything. Well, I, I can somebody, infuse any kind of food. I know somebody's going to be doing chocolate bars. Yeah. <laughs> you got to make them stronger, dude. Bacalao. There's only a test. There's only a test for you, but not for me. You know, a half of candy bar was 
good for four or five hours. My lady was like, really? I ate that chocolate <laughs> and I didn't. She was, yeah, she, I got in trouble, bro. She, yeah. she ate the whole thing? She ate the whole thing I and know. she's like, no, yeah. And she's wow. like, uh, she's like, uh, what did she say? She said, really? I ate that chocolate and it didn't even work? So yeah, you need up that dosage. Okay, well, like he was talking one to ten milligrams is that's that's not very high at all. I'd no, say an average light, lightweight like me. Even then, two hundred milligrams is like I would say is like bottom really. Well, I think the law in Cal- the law in California, if I'm not mistaken, Zach, in is each hundred milligrams? milligrams is max. So I I I mean I'm not really totally sure on this. I have some people that I have some friends that work for like FloraCal and stuff like that, and I know that they're going lower and lower as they keep having all these weird yes. like catastrophes or whatever with well, kids eating like gummy bears. And yeah. Stuff. Plus uh, the number one report to the police station is I can't get out of my car because they just ate a candy bar. <laughs> uh, have you ever heard that uh there's a there's a uh, recording and it's actually a the cop? It's a yeah, yeah. It's a it's a police officer and he, like yeah, he yeah. took somebody's pot and he took it home and he made some brownies him and his wife and they made them too strong and he calls the paramedics or whatever and in the background they're going we're dying, we're dead, we're already dead and just freaking out, dude. It's the most It's the most funniest <laughs> funniest recording you ever hear when it comes to edibles. Half the dose. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I have oh, one of the guys that works with me up in Humboldt. His parents are all uh, blue line, all cops and stuff like that. And his dad used to give him, you know, a you know a bunch of reasons for him to not smoke and stuff like that. And now his dad is going to the clubs and buying uh, cannabis and CBDs for his daughter, his like my friend's sister, because she has anxiety. Oh, exactly. And so yeah, there are yeah, yeah, strains yeah. that can help that. You know, one thing I was I wanted to say out here is that, um, you know, I have some friends that have epilepsy, mm-hmm. and epilepsy with CBD. And if you're afraid of, you know, job testing or whatever else, there's like 25 and ones, like I said, that aren't yep. going to show up on any test. And if you have epilepsy, you know, the person I know has it bad, where they fall asleep and they'll wake up from like these seizures and stuff. Wow. And it, it's like you know, 50, 60 a day or whatever. That's crazy. And good. You know, just a little bit of Art Rick Simpson oil, CBD mm-hmm. Rick Simpson oil, or anything else like that. You know, even even a bong rip. You know, it will reduce your seizures, and it's been proven to cancel 200 seizures to reduce them to like eight to zero seizures. Definitely, that's quite a bit. Charlotte's yeah. Web. That's like know. the number one reason people are taking CBDs now is wow. epilepsy, and now they're finding it does like like you said Crohn's disease. I saw this dude come into the. The dispenser I worked at, he's asking me how to apply for his card and you know how it worked, this and that. But he could barely stand there for three minutes and talk to me. He was in so much pain. Whoa. About three months after shopping and smoking just flour. I mean, I think he bought a couple of edibles here and there, but mainly he was just smoking flour. And about three months later, he walked in like a normal person. Like he didn't even have Crohn's disease anymore. Wow. It was incredible. Now, now uh, Kenneth, when you say smoking flour... Uh, what does that mean? It's just it's like the bud form. Bag that you can just go no, it's just this is what us growers we call it flower. flower. Like, Do you guys like, call it flower also? Flower just bud. Yeah, it's just yeah, a slang flower, word for it. It's thing, a more yeah. uh, I would say more technical term yep. than cannabis. You know, yeah. like when, when it's in veg stage, we call it, you know they're in veg. It's just yeah. the vegetation stage before they grow flowers. Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. prettiest flower on the planet, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, today I brought a little show and tell for you guys. No. So, uh, two things. <laughs> the first thing is... Um, steamroller. Is that what you guys call that? <laughs> it's the OG steamroller, right? It have the no, back. it's no. closed on the bottom. Oh, no, closed on the bottom. Oh, never mind. Um, so, <laughs> in New York, we call it a bong. 
Oh, that's definitely a bomb. Yeah, okay. Yeah, straight but shot. What's a steep roll? I've never heard that. It's steep open on this end. It has a, it's open on this end, so you hold oh, this end. Yeah. You smoke it, and then you like let it out, so you can have like... That's how you there. get the... Oh, yeah. it's almost like a flute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And But you had a different legal for it uh, also, though. What? Water... Oh, yeah, you used to have to call them water pipes water at pipes. every <laughs> smoke <laughs> shop. Yeah, you'd yeah. go in, and they'd be, like, you'd be like, hey, man, you got a bong? They'd be like, you got to leave. They get super mad. They get super mad. Really? California also? Oh, they yeah. get mad at the word bong? They oh, don't yeah. anymore in Colorado. Oh, to me, that's like a gentle smoke. Because back then, it was supposed to be used for tobacco purposes only. That's Bongs. why they didn't... No, yeah. Weird yeah. legalese. It's weird. So every smoke shop, you were using that for tobacco use. But now, since oh, they have dispensaries and stuff, they're a little bit more lenient tobacco. on it. You know, yeah. Oh, so now dispensaries, you can go in for a bomb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Now disp- dispensaries... Well, well, you work at a uh, shop. Yeah. What do they call <laughs> when they come in there? Most people just call it a water pipe, bong, bubbler. Uh, I think, yeah, that's about yeah. it. The Canadians don't even call anything different. Yeah, bong. Yeah, yeah, pretty much a universal word. You know it. And so Pacalello, you know, supposed to be the best in the world. See, Mount water Wally. pipe can trip you out, too, because there's bubblers, and then there's also bongs. There's you know? recyclers. There's all kinds of And then the new recyclers, too, yeah. And then you go recycler. through, like, every other, like, little attachment you can get, too. So, yeah. so the bubbler is, you actually see the bubble on the bottom, and then yeah. the bubble is a pipe. It's like a It's like a pipe. pipe. It's like a, kind of like, oh, I don't know, like a hybrid, really, like a bong and a pipe put together, really. Oh. I used to love those. This is old fashioned, then. This is just old. This is the That's old school. Old yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> Bamboo bong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's ever... beautiful, though, isn't it? Look at the work on that. This one. is some high school days. Definitely. Like... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's black bamboo from Mahana. Oh, nice. That's that is awesome. cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty. I, I thought sure. the more natural, you'd get a little bit better of a hit off it or something like mm. that. You know, smoother. I don't know. Me and him, we're probably a little pickier. We probably like glass over anything. Oh, yeah. It's just because, you know, we've, you know, we've had the experience, you know, we're like in Northern California when I was up there, there was these growers up there like, hey, man, just take some buds and just throw them up in the air, dude. There's plenty of them, you know. We've just had so much, you know, and, you know, we've grown some of the best pot in the world and we're just a little more picky, you know. Uh, I can guarantee this dude right here ain't going to smoke out of a metal pipe. Neither would I. Or or a bamboo. Bomb. I probably. Yeah, wouldn't. I never did metal either. It was just like just that metal taste. No, anybody or had a bamboo there. too because I've I've in my like I'm really clean because we have to be clean in indoor operations Definitely. and stuff like that. So it hides I bugs. think that bamboo might actually have mold in the bottom of that thing. Mm. And I've seen some bad episodes, you know, from whatever else. Oh, you guys sell in. a lot of cleaning stuff too for yeah everything like mm. that. Just was it just boils all the resins off and you kind of start from yeah but i mean i don't know about a wood bong man i don't know how much how clean you're gonna get like he's saying this this right here it might have potential to grow mold in the bottom is what he's saying with a glass bong in there alcohol is gonna soak in exactly so do you put alcohol ever in your water pipes uh, that's how I clean them. I use isopropyl alcohol. No, I mean like when you're, when you're actually uh, partaking. Yeah. Do you put wine? Well, I've done that out of a hookah once with vodka. And yeah. it destroyed me. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It's not so tasty. Alcohol in the I've seen people put coffee, Kool-Aid. That's a big thing right now. I uh, saw an article, somebody doing coffee. But once again, like yeah. any water vapor, any vapor in your lungs... You ever tried Res Block? Can't be happy. Uh, what? It's called Res Block. No. So we sell it over at the smoke shop. It's not, dude. It's like just like <laughs> vegetable and like some some extracts. It doesn't taste like anything. You put it right in the water. But what happens is when you do clean your bong, you can just use like hot water and all of it comes right out. 
Oh, okay. I it's like, I don't even know how I got, I don't even know how I lived my life as long as I have without the stuff. I thought it was like a kilo of resin you can no, buy. No, it. it's just like, like no. drops, dude. You put it, you put it down the, the down stem, you fill up your bong, and I kind of just blow down it, coat the bong with it, and you just leave it in there as you're smoking as like a preventative. Huh. So 420 solution's gone. Yeah, yeah, I don't even use that anymore. <laughs> After when I do clean, I use hot water and I take a little bit of uh, the, the, you know, the 91 proof alcohol. Yeah. You know, and clumps right out, dude. I put rock salt in there, too. So that too, oh, yeah, yeah. That. yeah. Rock salt. Sea salt. salt. You know, it's coarse. So. Oh, yeah, rock salt's good for almost everything. It is, dude. <laughs> you could probably put Ventures. sand in there. Probably just skip the rock salt, just get a handful mm -hmm. of sand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially the sand around here, it's nice and fine. Cooler dirt would work. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, how is cooler dirt? You like that? Uh, it's, it's fluffy. It, you know, it needs a lot. Like, if you're going to grow something, anything needs work right so momoa you can send in your soil test and they'll tell you what exactly your soil has uh, and, what you need and most of us do. don't even use soil anymore it, you think it's soil but it's basically soilless there's but, probably what 20 percent actual soil in the dirt but that's the thing about like where like i am into like korean tea brewing i'm yeah. into like rebuilding i'm into cover crops i'm into a lot of that kind of stuff so like what he's talking about is he's he's like uh that. creating a in the dirt, he's he creates his own dirt. Micro, oh, and yeah, micro yeah, colonies yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, live yeah. in the dirt. So he's he's alive. brewing his teas, you know, yeah. Have you ever heard of this before? Back in the day, uh, Maui Waui is like the number one pakalolo you can buy. In California, did you have like certain stranger names that were like number one? I mean, we only had like five. It was Colombian, Mexican, Panama Red, and Maui Waui is number one. What's the newest rap song talking about? That's the number one strain right now. Is whatever, whatever is... So there's this burner. A lot of people know burner, and he's a rapper from I think the Bay Area or something like that. Mm -hmm. He talks about all these different strains, and now him and his collective make all these strains. So like Gelato Forty Five and Dosi Do and all these weird strains that don't really matter are all now like the number one strains. In my mind, I like the old school strains. I like the AK Forty Sevens, the Trainwrecks, the White Widows. You know the. A blue dreams. Don't forget your OG. The OGs are always the best. <laughs> the OGs are hard to grow, man. They're really they finicky. really are finicky, man. Yeah, I would not really suggest weird. growing that your first time. Oh, really? They have yes, OG it's, here on Maui. Unless you cross it, a it, hybrid. See, that's why it's oh, it's, it's a cross. Yeah, because like straight uh, OGs, like uh, OG eighteen came out of Cali. That's a really good strain. I've SMP. grown it. I love. Yeah, the OG eighteen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just San it's one of the <laughs> it's one of the best cuts you can get as far as OG is my is my opinion. But it's uh -huh. very hard to grow. But the cool thing about it is it doesn't grow a lot of leaf. So when it comes to trimming, oh, you bang it out quick. It, it's oh, so mostly bud on that yeah but as a baby if it's small you know like say a foot tall and you walk outside and there's a wind it'll just step all in. over 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 really? Yeah. Is that Braille? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're just real finicky, man. Wow. It's, Maybe, it's, yeah. it's not like, a, it's not like say, like a CBD. Most CBDs, they literally grow, grow like weeds. I mean, some people will say, oh, pot's just a, it's just a weed. It's just a weed. At a certain point, it is. But when you get in them higher THC levels and like an OG strain or these other strains, there's definitely an experience level that comes into play. You know, like a, some growers can take the same strain and it won't look identical at all. Uh-huh. You know, one could look like crap, and the other one could be the best stuff you ever smoked. And did you do different uh, strands also, Zach? OG and all the different Kush and all those different names? I've did done so many. Did I create your own also? I used to have one um, called Cognac for a while, but it didn't really do very well because it grew, like, black, purple. Oh, yeah. wow. and, I, and then that was the era when the like purple weed kind of fell out. It was big in the Bay Area for a while. Well, with purple, the I remember the crystal on there was like, whoa. Well, there was, was like, a, yeah. The rapper thing. Like the rappers were talking everybody about Everybody wanted the purple grapes. weed, but like he's saying, it did kind of fall out for a little bit. Like everybody wanted it, and then everybody's like, ah, the purple weed's kind of all right, you know? Uh, Purple's like a lot of the purple weed is only is this cold. You just yeah. get your plants cold. They could leave it. Purple. They could leave it for two weeks in just cold environment, and you could turn it purple. Or don't feed it phosphorus. Yeah. And then a phosphorus uh-huh. deficiency will turn your plant purple. Yeah. So uh, people can just start creating their own. <clears throat> exactly, and that, I, I think too, that's right? why that's the purple strains fell out too, is because just a lot of people were doing what he said. That's they're, actually they're just, where you grow it too, because yeah. you know uh, Maui Waui was very famous. Back in the day, and, and because I think it was more because of his exotic. Exotic. It yeah. comes from the islands of Hawaii. And it was, you know, who from... doesn't want to smoke some of that? You yeah, know? yeah. So have you guys smoked some Maui Wowie? I'm or... sure he's grown a bunch, and I know I've yeah. grown a bunch. Yeah, um, but I, I, I don't know. For that? I don't know what Maui Wowie is from its original. I mean, we like, pr- I probably didn't grow the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, there there probably is the original, I'm sure, but I I don't think like we are talking about Hawaiian native plants. There isn't like a native grass plant that came out here. It's it's something that somebody brought in at one point. They were all so brought it, here. It could yeah. be an Acapulco uh-huh. Gold. It could be something from Northern California for like the draft dogs Afghan, from Vietnam or whatever. You know. But maybe from but actually growing here in the great that's sun. That's when it gets to become year. its name. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's when it becomes prolific or whatever. Let's. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Because Kenneth and I were at a convention, I think it was last year, and they have Molokai seeds. Nice. I'd like to get you some and, and try some Molokai seeds and get your opinion on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, can you get those online, do you think? You could just or either that or I would wait till January. They're having that convention again over there. I know they're going to be there. I mean... <laughs> They sold a lot of seeds. We they there, did. Man. They had the line at their booth. Oh, I'm sure. I I'm tried sure. some of their cool. stuff. It was decent. Yeah, they, they had an OG I tried. It was, oh, they did? Yeah. Are they the OGs? Uh, I don't know if their seeds are feminized. I, I didn't get none of their seeds. I just kind of, you know, had a little flower, and I was like, hey, you know, try some of mine. I'll try some of yours, you know, and it was good. So if they're not feminized, you get 50, and you might make get 15 mm-hmm. plants out of 50. That's what I was telling them last week. I was like, you never know when you pop seeds with clones. You, you could clone them for years and know what you're getting is what you're getting. Now, when you um, clone, uh, that's just ch- taking a little piece off and then regrowing it again, right? It's a lot more of a process than oh. just taking a piece off. <laughs> that's you why know, I've never done it. That's why you guys got that. You consultant. have to be super sterile. You know, definitely. Uh, oh, wow. Most There's people use like a, a you know exacto knife or razor nice blades. sharp one. Yeah, I use razor blades. Uh, there's actually like a little tray you can get that can tell you like where to cut them at like a certain angle. You know, mm-hmm. you want to cut them at a 45 degree angle with the oh. razor blade off like the point and then put them in like Should, a, new, a solution. There was a point when it's I was science, working yeah. for that shop and I was like didn't have a lot of people working. I was just using regular scissors, bro. Just I'm banging sure them out. I'm it sure. does. 
I'm sure it works, but I'm sure you have a little, like a couple of them that are super shocked. Yeah. Bring them back out of shock, which yeah. either can make them less amazing or it can make them more amazing because when, the, when they get out of shock, they could be strong. You know? Definitely. Hey, hey, you guys, I got to give a shout out to Wowie Maui Candy Bar Company for underwriting the show for the Pacalolo show. Uh, they make candy bars here on the island for over 20 years, the Wowie Maui Candy Bars. And uh, I think s coming soon will be to California and then Colorado. But right now you can get the um, untainted ones or the non-Pakalola ones here on Maui. Wowie Maui Candy Bars and probably almost every store that we got going on over here. Uh, I'm going to play you a little bit more tune here that you guys might know this one. And... It's it's ridiculous. I mean, with the way it is now, grow your own. You know, you got yeah. free sunshine. You know, I, I mean, not everybody can do indoor. I understand you can't afford that, but I mean, everybody can at least throw a plant out in their backyard or a couple plants. Yeah, you don't even be going now. to steal somebody else's. You know, you can do indoor. You yeah. just got to supplement your electric bill with an electric car, and then yeah. you can get a, a rebate on it. You know, so <laughs> don't drive your electric car. <laughs> you want to give a shout out to your girl Casey. <laughs> and uh, Nadia and also uh, Monte, I'd like you to come out on the show one time and bring a little New York flavor over here. And uh, we can test out, see what's going on in New York also, because um, every state is changing the course a little bit. And I think um, California, Colorado is the leaders, will always be the leaders and most liberal, but with, with the boom and, and the billion B, billion dollar industry, it's taken off everywhere. It's just amazing. So, I want to thank you guys for coming in. And, uh, I'm play the Give a shout out to Kenneth. His company is the Humble Consultant. You can catch Kenneth at 463-0785. And Zach from California, thank you very much for coming in, Zach. Your company is Creation Solutions, and that's 808-209-9255. Uh, we are live at K 
AKU on uh, 88.5 FM Facebook. So if you want to catch the show there, uh, you can catch the show there. And you can also um, get a hold of the Humble Consultant at 463-0785. You can keep replaying it until you get that uh, number right. And then also Zach at 209-269-208-269. Well, that should be easy to remember. 9265. <laughs> feel free to go on my uh, Facebook page, The Humble Consultant. Check oh, cool. out some of the yeah, pictures, Facebook some of the greenhouses awesome. I built. No. Okay. Well, thanks. This is the Pacalolo Show. <laughs> Education, growers, show and tell, music, and the 420 News by CT. Whoa, I remember when we used to trim the